Hello and welcome to another episode of We Are All Idiots. This is Tent Weir from Perth. And Faraz from London. So welcome all. Uh, this week we're just going to take stock of what we were talking about last week and how Faraz prompted everyone to get rid of three things or uh, donate or put them on online for sale three things from your life that you may think that you need but you haven't used for a while or um, you've just possibly had them in storage thinking that you might need it one day so for us let's go what did you come up with in all honesty i after the after the recording i completely forgot but luckily um i was clearing out the garage uh what was it i think over the weekend so about three four days ago i was clearing out the garage there was also yeah. in there there's all sorts of random stuff in there that was just like unnecessary things so it was like another iron set unnecessary completely so getting rid of that there was just like a box full of wires and cables that would probably from 2007 8 so the cables in there were completely redundant, like iPhone cables for the, you know, it was like a 16 and 32 pin. I don't know if you remember them. Oh, yeah, I remember. Of course. Yeah. iPhone 1 to 4, I think it was. Um, but yeah, like never will, ever, just never going to need that. Um, what else did we find in there? Like a ton of shoes. Um, those are going to the charity store now. Like there was at least 20, 30 shoes in there. Uh, not all mine, but like just between everyone. Um, what else was there? It was a ba- you know, worst thing. There was a bag of stuff that was meant to go to charity that was in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's even like it's <laughs> had been organized, but it's just yeah. gone. So a few things, a few things. So I guess I, by mistake had actually, uh, come through with, uh, with the uh, three things how about you man? <laughs> that's a really that's a really good point um uh just just uh going on a tangent a little bit um about that charity bag it just makes you think doesn't it it you just get so involved with um with things in your life that you just a small thing like that it probably would take you what five minutes to drive to the charity bins um five minutes to drive back probably 30 seconds to put it in the bin but we've all done that you know we just put off little things like that and it's just um it, it life gets in the way but you know we're never really as busy as we think we are yeah i think you know what i've started to do more recently is just if there is something to do just tackle it straight away because yeah. if if you don't it's just it it's um you think of it like, say a task is a box, yeah? And yeah. you've got a, a room full of boxes. That's your brain, yeah? So if yeah. if you leave a box in there, it's just taking up storage in your brain. Mental capacities, yeah. like, yeah. used on remembering that you need to do that thing or thinking about that, oh, like, shit, I need to make sure I remember to do this, I remember to do that. And, like, if you clear it straight away, that box is gone, like, you've got space for another box to come in. So it just, it makes a big difference when you start to live life um, in that kind of way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I read some, something recently that said that if you've got lots of tasks, the first 
things that you should actually do rather than the, you know, the, 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 you've got big tasks, small tasks. What this psychology paper or this article uh, recommended was doing the small things, like the one, the things that might take you one minute, two minutes, five minutes. Yeah, the do them, and, fruit, right? Yeah, yeah, low-hanging fruit, exactly. And it gives you a sense of achievement and it just sets you on the right path. Um, but it's it's a very interesting concept. Um, I think uh, a, a finance book um, talks about talks about getting rid of um, your small debts first than your big debts as well, which is a similar concept. Anyway, we're digressing. So for, for me, um, I have obviously also collected a lot of shit over the years. <laughs> I I had this flower vase that has never seen any flowers i think or it might have maybe 10 years ago it was just sitting there as as a showpiece i put that on facebook marketplace and literally within five minutes i had about 10 messages so someone came and picked that up for ten dollars then i what else did i get rid of um oh i had the shoe rack which I think I might have bought it for maybe ten or twelve dollars. Um, I put it on for ten dollars, and I literally got about fifty messages within thirty minutes. <laughs> it was crazy, it's mad. It's mad. People just go crazy. Like Facebook Marketplace is probably the most powerful thing to just get rid of stuff. I don't oh, know. It is. I don't know why. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. It's just, it, it just. Uh, you know, probably because people are just scrolling on social media and then you've got this little thing right right there and people just start browsing and, like, and just buying stuff. Shit. like that, like, why would you just not get it from the local shop? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, oh, yeah. I don't understand oh, it. Crazy. Maybe they'd, they'd rather stuff, I don't know, maybe it's people that are a bit more conscious of not buying the new thing and just buying something that can be... Oh, yeah, perfect reused yeah. and is like a shoe rack doesn't really need to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's so I fun. mean, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, without judgment, I think, you know, that's that's probably one of the reasons. And it's uh, it's something that we can all do a little bit more, you know, but reusing and um, um, recycling a little bit more rather than just going and buying new. Um, but maybe. And I also. Yeah, go on. What was that? No, I was just saying maybe it's an element of like you you want to make sure it's in pristine condition, so you buy things that are new. But typically, mm. that is not like a shoe rack. It's going to be kind of busted up within a week anyway, so does it really yeah, matter? Yeah. But with other things like electronic goods and stuff like that, you probably want to you're more likely to want to buy new. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um... So the other th- the third thing for me, uh, and I've been decluttering a lot over the last weeks, the last few weeks. But one of the things um, which wasn't this week, um, it was in a uh, in the week before, one of the weeks, a um, couple of weeks ago, was um, a broken lamp, which obviously I haven't used in a while. It was just sitting on my balcony. Um, I put it on Facebook Marketplace clearly stating that it doesn't work, it's broken, and, you know, just come and pick it up. Uh, I was actually going to give it away, but I just put it on for $5, and someone took it for $5. <laughs> I 
This, you, that, the worst thing is they'll come to your house and you'll be like, mm, <laughs> cool. Not too yeah. sure what your plan is with this, but uh, here you go, buddy. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, it's, it's yeah. Wow, so I couldn't, you know, that kind of thing, you can't really donate. But this, uh, like you said last week, um, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So it was actually... One man's trash will be another man's... What? One man's trash will be another man's trash. Anyway, so yeah, that was a... I think it's um, it's probably a good idea to just continue doing this. So I'm certainly going to continue doing this. Um I actually found a bag of a whole bag of cables as well. Um, and this, it also includes extension cables that I've not used probably in like 10 years, which obviously I've hoarded thinking that one day I might have so much electronic equipment that I might <laughs> use all of it. <laughs> Every, you know what? Everything is there just in case. That is what the problem is. Everything okay. is there just in case. In case you've got a, like I don't know, a gathering of a thousand people in your in your apartment. <laughs> oh, one day that I might have a a huge control center at at my um, at my house with like twenty screens, and I might need all those cables. Oh man, I need to get rid of them. Probably worth keeping it then, to be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, okay, so that was. Um, uh, that was the materialism part that we were continuing from last week. So this week, we wanted to just take that one step further and and talk about the um, the addiction element that comes with buying uh, different things. And we spoke about how we we're trying to possibly fill a void um, with uh, with buying a lot of things that don't really give us happiness. And uh, a lot of these big corporations want to continue um, selling us these things that we don't need, um, that we buy with money that we don't have to um, impress people that we don't even like. Obviously, everyone's heard this phrase, right? With it's, Everyone talks about this phrase. Um, <clears throat> so we want to take that a little bit further and how we get addicted to these kind of things um, and this reward behavior. We talked about the therapy um, side of things, the retail therapy, but <clears throat> we want to talk a little bit about uh, about it more broadly, not just the buying aspect, but um, addiction in general. Um, you know, us as humans, we are uh, we we are obviously always looking for the for the reward um, that food and um, alcohol and, and retail therapy and obviously the, uh, the drug problem is rampant at the moment I live in I live in Perth in Australia which is known to be like the drug capital of Australia because it's it's just rampant ice addiction is really? rampant at the moment yeah what what why is, um, why Perth over anywhere else oh no, no idea. No idea. It's just um, in the last couple of years, it's just oh, a lot more than last two years, actually, probably the last decade. Um, uh, ICE has just become, a, a, it's an epidemic. Um, What's ICE? It is really, it's uh, methamphetamines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
so it's it's become it's become such a big problem with uh, um, with, with just everything in general, you know, because ice is so damaging and it's highly, highly addictive. A lot of people and young kids, they try ice because they hear a lot about it. There was a high profile footballer that got tangled in this, you know, he's, he was, um, at the top of his game and, um, and, uh, just the way their lifestyles are, um, they obviously have a, they have easy access because they have a lot of money so they have easy access to drugs and um ice is meant to be so addictive that i can't remember the stats but it's pretty high uh the the conversion rate so to say uh, in the sense that people who try it will do it once more because it's so highly addictive and it it gives you such a rush um that it's uh, yeah so it's that's that's a big problem do you reckon, um, I don't know, just one thought. You know how big Breaking Bad was? Yeah, yep, yep. And how people talk about it's the best series that's ever been produced. Yeah, do you think those kind of things have an influence? Just because, like, say, for example, you watch it and then you're like, okay, this kind of seems cool. I don't know. Does it make it, mm. does it, make it a bit more appealing, do you reckon? Oh, possibly. I mean, you, you know, we, we get influenced by this kind of stuff, don't we? Um, we, uh, especially when things are in the media, in the movies, we've heard of copycat stuff all the time, like copycat serial killings, uh, when people sit, watch movies or people hear stories. So I actually never saw Breaking Bad. It was, it, it was um, pretty intense, wasn't it? You've seen it, obviously. Yeah. So like it was yeah. just, just the way it was kind of filmed, just the way they, they built the storyline. It was, it was it was amazingly like creative. Um, but I never would have thought that there'd necessarily be an impact on society off the back of it, but possibly there is. Um, and I think it's obviously the younger generation that are always a little bit more curious. Um, mm. You're very unlikely, I'm guessing, to like try drugs for the first time um, later on in your life, right? Yeah. Normally, yeah, yeah. Teens, um, yeah, teens, early twenties when you start work, um, and then obviously if you're going through any big changes in your life, those are probably the biggest stages of, of trying any form of drug. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yep, <clears throat> um, and obviously there's a lot of different factors like peer pressure and access access to drugs um, uh, depends on which kind of city you live in. So, you know, obviously we're uh, like Perth, I would say, and I don't know, again, I haven't seen the stats, but I would say that um, ICE problem would, we call it ICE is like the street name. So the meth problem would probably be pretty big in, in schools, um, Oh, you reckon it's as as young as what, like uh, early teens? Oh, no, I don't think early teens, but I have heard of quite young people just uh, um, just completely going off their faces and and losing everything and just destroying their lives over this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's become and it's become a lot. Um, uh, you know, a lot more common with just more than just tobacco and marijuana. 
Um, there's a there's a saying in Perth that um, a Perth resident, every single Perth resident probably knows someone who can get drugs. That's how that's how bad it is in Perth. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But do you reckon that's what the, uh, I'm trying to think. Even London must be the same. Everyone knows someone who's, mm. who's consuming drugs or right. Cash. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't think it's so. Possibly, yeah, maybe that's true for everywhere. Then yeah, just just, yeah, the... just a Perth thing. I feel like that's everyone knows. Right, that kind of like caught in the scene. Um, mm. And yeah, and I think one thing that you mentioned there in terms of like um a lot of younger um individuals are obviously taking meth there at all like a lot of people obviously i think um the fact that um marijuana has become legal mm. in a lot of states or a few states in the u.s has yeah. kind of changed people's mindset about it a little bit um i think um a lot of it's probably one of the first things people try right um yeah it's probably like in terms of you go to um number of schools there'll be people going to a park after school and they'll try it and this and that blah 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 and it's typically probably a little bit easier to get hold of than i'm guessing some of the other drugs as well um so yeah like compare um the cost well the cost element of it as well um like you compare yeah. getting hold of, I don't know, um, cocaine or um, like meth or whatever. Like mm. I remember in Breaking Bad, they were like, you know, I, don't, I don't remember it being a cheap drug as such to get hold of. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. Breaking just, Bad was. What was that? Sorry. Was, was Breaking Bad meth? Yeah. 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 And they like did the whole science behind it to create basically the best meth around. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I think they, yeah, like a lot of drugs typically would be a bit more expensive. Um, mm. And marijuana would typically be a little bit cheaper. Um, mm. But obviously, I think people have a kind of inquisitive nature when they're a lot mm. younger to just try things out. Um, and I think from what I read as well, the statistics around private school educated children, um, girls are three times more likely than, um, girls not in a private school, um, and boys are two times more likely than their, their peers, um, outside of the private schools as well to consume drugs. Um, wow. Like to get addicted to drugs, to consume or to try? That's um, quite like... Yeah, I think initially, obviously, to try. Um, yeah. And then, it, like, I don't, part of what I was reading was kind of saying how a lot of the parties would... You, you'd go to many of these parties and mm. they would have, like... It'd be weird to go to a party someone and then not to be any drugs 
so 90 percent like, yeah. of the people there will be consuming drugs of some some form or the other um and the and the thing is for for private school educators too the reason why the the numbers are high is the they have more money they have more disposable income okay. the parents have more um money to give the kids to, to spend as they please and that will a lot of the time go into to various aspects but some of it would go into drugs but i think that's the the dangerous thing is that once it becomes available in a setting like a a school setting it's very easy for a lot of people then to to kind of try it out mm -hmm. why do you think uh just that the drug problem is just getting so much worse in the you know i I just think about this a lot with, and maybe it links back to what we were talking about last week as well, how our society is progressing, that we, um, we are so, we have everything, but we are just not in a place to be happy. And we are basically, you know, we are fat and depressed and, and addicted to everything. <clears throat> Obviously, this drug problem wasn't as bad um, probably like a century ago. Um, and the, the food problem, the health problem wasn't that bad probably a century ago um, as well. Um, so, yeah, like, well, you know, you know what, what? why do you? Th I, th I think it I think it goes into cycles. Because if you look in the 70s, 80s, I remember, um, well, like a lot of a lot of um tv shows or movies would kind of highlight how there was like a huge drugs culture in those days as well so potentially it just may be a cycle where people um will do it it becomes uncool then and then once no one's doing it then a few people kind of like start doing it again and then it becomes cool again so i think it just goes through a cycle so i don't think necessarily yeah. we're we're so far away from the like normal pattern of what a society goes through because you think about it when was um what's his name pablo escobar, when, escobar. yeah when was he alive was the 80s i think let's have a look 70s and 80s yeah, so born in the 50s, uh, no, born in 1949, and he died in 1993. So, yeah, let's say his main period is the 70s. I don't know, I'm just randomly yeah. placing in the middle. So, that was the 70s, that was about 50 years ago. So, maybe, yeah, just things go through a cycle of a generation will be addicted, uh, not addicted, but a generation will be a bit more inquisitive and more. Like they'll they'll have drugs more frequently, and then their next generation yeah. not, and then it happens again. So like maybe that maybe it's a fifty year cycle, forty year cycle. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I I I, I don't know. I mean, I I think because because of the availability of of drugs like meth. Um, obviously, fifty years ago we didn't have all these chemical, um, like really hard hard highly addictive drugs uh, cocaine was addictive of course but or is addictive but um supposedly not as addictive as addictive as 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 meth 
Um, so possibly goes through a cycle, but I think we're just living in such a time at the moment that we we've got so many different things to be addicted to that it's 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 just not helping the cycle. Um, you know, yeah. we've got social media. There's so much research out there that um, that the dopamine hit that we get from being on the social media is 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 kind of a loop. You know, we we seek we seek that reward. When we get that reward, we probably do, don't get satisfied as much as we thought we would because that uh, apparently dopamine gets released even on the anticipation. And eventually when we check our phones and we may not get that, um, uh, get that dopamine hit that we were looking for, um, we, we keep going through that loop because maybe every 10th time we might get it. And, you know, experiments have been done with rats um, with this kind of thing where they feed like a treat to, to the rat uh, at a certain time of the day. And, and even when the treat stops, the rat keeps coming to that. And that's like us, isn't it? We keep, how many times have you seen people, or I've done it as well, actually, you unlock the phone and you think, shit, why did I unlock my phone for? <laughs> Yeah, like you're there, like anticipating a message. You turn your phone upside. You yeah, know, not not been a buzz, but you turn your phone upside down just to check. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh shit! No messages. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's it's just, uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's it's, and we've got all these big corporations. You know, let's talk about food. You know, we we are the unhealthiest we've ever been. US, Mexico, you know, a lot of these countries, uh, UK, some of the fattest countries, I think these are the top three fattest countries in the world. Um, everything available in abundance, but so much shit food available and not really regulated. And uh, I'm not sure a lot of people would know this, but heart disease is the biggest killer in the Western world. It's, it's way more than smoking. You know, it's, uh, it's crazy. That's mad. It, I think. it like yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? It's like four or five times of lung cancer, and lung cancer is not all caused caused um, uh, from smoking. So smoking is a contributor, but it's not all always smoking. Whereas heart disease, of course, there's a small element um, of genetically induced heart disease as well, but a lot of it is health. It's crazy, and we we have this epidemic in front of our eyes where everyone's just just walking around freely eating sh shit and consuming all the sugar uh, that's all unregulated whereas you know something like smoking which doesn't kill that many people it get i mean it's obviously bad i'm not condoning it but it's just it, it baffles your mind doesn't it yeah because you just think like okay so why is one thing okay when the other thing clearly has the same addictive properties. But yeah. You, part of me thinks it's, it's a slower killer, right? And it, it's not in your face in the same way. Like, say, for example, smoking. But I don't know. Maybe it's a programming thing. So, like, mm. smoking, you just look at it and you think, oh, bad, bad, bad. You, you don't look at someone in the same. Like, say, for example, if someone's having a chocolate bar. You don't look at them and like, oh my god, was, uh, like you don't. No one's there, like pulling faces and stuff. 
yeah no yeah, one yeah. judges in the same way and maybe that's part of the problem is that people don't look at sugar as being it's not that bad yeah it's only like there's only 10 grams of sugar in this if you're not looking yeah at all well, things worth you know it, because everyone loves it as well it's not you know, it's it's uh, and also being unhealthy is almost normalized now it's like oh you, you know you should be comfortable with your bodies and and the body image thing sure you you should be um but to a certain extent you know i think it's giving generally that's my opinion anyway that it's it's generally giving the wrong message i feel to a lot of people that being unhealthy is okay and obviously a lot of this is linked to mental health you know if you're not in a good place mentally you will not be physically healthy but but we like don't see right even vice versa what, what was hey, if you if you're not physically in good nick you're less likely to be men- mentally like as soon as like, say for example if you've got a, a really um like overweight individual who just has been a slob for ages that eats whatever and then they start to work out and they feel so good man like there's so many yeah. stories about it where they feel amazing just working out and they haven't yeah. lost weight yet so part of it is obviously the physical aspect but like the physical plays yeah. into mental as much as the mental plays into the physical yeah yeah i completely agree it's just it's definitely a cycle and you, it, it's um it sort of feeds into each other but i think um the way we are or the the place we are in i think it's it probably stems from um from uh, mental illnesses because if you're not in a good place you're unlikely to get up and go to the gym or um or uh, just uh, try and look after your diet a lot more yeah um, you know what the the problem is one thing that you mentioned there is like there there's body positivity yeah so i look at this in two ways there's body positivity yeah it's good you should always be comfortable and happy with who you are today so it doesn't affect you and bring you down but that doesn't mean i think the problem with it is that people then mistake that for basically saying i am who i am today and yeah that's fine for me forever yeah you should never accept like, it like accept me for who i am oh yeah 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 and that's fine like accept people for who they are accept yourself for who you are but also recognize the fact that that is not optimum and yeah like mm. it doesn't mean we have to all have six packs and whatever yeah. blah 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 whatever it is and run marathons every week it doesn't mean that but you know when you're not healthy even if you're not even if you have a six pack even if you have these things it doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy right it just means that like whatever you could still be eating really badly there's so many people that go gym and do this do that and they've got a terrible diet we've got really bad yeah. like consumption of sugar let's say or could be anything in particular yeah. but or saturated fats they're having in the internal um like if you look internally they're not in the best of shape but like you yeah. like i think you you should i think the problem with society now is everyone's so soft and they they don't want to get on the wrong side of anyone and everyone's trying to be so inclusive that we don't call things out for what what it is so it's like if people are fat yeah. like it's it, it's yeah. important for them to know that okay fine be comfortable who you are now don't bring let it bring you down but recognize that you have to improve 
your physical condition because it's not healthy for you. Yeah, and one thing that you mentioned, I think that's part of the problem, or it's probably the biggest part of the problem, is the is the social media promoting all these perfect images and size zero models and six packs and you know these perfect. Everyone's promoting was, like everywhere. Yeah, I'm seeing that it's like the opposite side of it. So it's not like the problem before in the like 80s, 90s was size zero models. Yeah, which is unhealthy, like very, very um, like almost looks like they've, they've kind of not eaten properly for a while. And that's the image that the kind of uh, fashion industry was promoting. Now it's gone to the other side of it where, say, for example, those individuals, it's easy. You can critique those people that they're too skinny. Yeah. You can say, oh, that's mm. not healthy. But for some reason, the overweight lady would be, or man would be on the front of a campaign, but you can't mm. say that's bad and that's not healthy. So it's it's a complete, like, it's, it's I, I don't know why it's okay to, to say, like, being very thin and skinny is not healthy, but you can't say it the other side when someone's overweight, obese, fat, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I know, I know, and then you know this is one of the things that uh, it, it always amuses me is when someone loses weight, gets healthy, people start saying, "Oh, you look fantastic," but when they're unhealthy and when they might be big, you're not supposed to say anything, or you're not, you are not allowed to make any comments on, you know, even it might be encouragement or anything like that. Oh shit! Oh fuck! You can't, you know, sorry, you you can't say that oh, um, you're fat or you're unhealthy or you're overweight. You just can't. It's just so taboo. Um, I, I, I don't get it either. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's a dangerous thing. And you know what? Like, though, We can look at addictions as being a positive thing sometimes as well. So people can often, I think, addictions to... It, it, it's very hard to cut an addiction. I don't mm. know. I'm trying to think of someone who might be an addict or anyone that I know that is addicted to something. But from what I understand, it's very hard to cut something out completely. And the door is always open on, until it's fully like, I'm not going back to that thing ever. Uh, mm. Say smoking, for example. Um, people have maybe like, a little, especially the generation above us, they were like a lot more smokers. And yeah they used to smoke maybe a pack a day until they say, Oh no, I'm not going to smoke at all. It's still a door that's open and they could easily go back to, to smoking a little bit. So I think the interesting thing with that is like you transfer that. So smoking, you transfer that addiction to, Oh, you know what? I'm going to give up smoking, but I'll take up working out. And you achieve that kind of hit of whatever. I don't know what um, chemicals and, hormones get released yeah i mean yeah so you kind of transfer your hit to something else maybe i don't know i'm no expert yeah look and also i think with, with with addiction it's also a habit thing um as well and um it's about building building positive habits because um i've read about addiction a little bit um in the sense that, you know, addicts uh, usually feel a lot more um, like that craving thing is a lot more intense for them than that, than the actual hit, apparently, because, um, because it's the anticipation and the, all the feel good 
stuff that gets released in their brains it's it's almost it's always a lot more intense than the actual um act which is you know which is uh, pretty mind blowing if you think about it that someone who who uses drugs um all day every day would be feeling like that that they they some of them even say that they actually feel shit when they do it but it's the anticipation and the other thing is that obviously um with with drugs or with anything that's like a harmful substance alcohol or anything it builds tolerance in your brain and um all the neurotransmitters and everything that's involved they start getting more and more tolerant and you start needing more and more um to achieve the same effect which is you know which is why drug addicts keep increasing their dose that it, it could it's not only drug addicts actually it's smokers as well you, you know a smoker who might have started smoking two or three cigarettes um could end up with like a packet or even two packets of hurt some people um smoke a day so um so yeah i think it's it's a, it's about habit as well and what you said about transferring that to something else um i read a really good book about uh, about habits called the power of habit and it it talks about how um one of the important things is it takes between 21 and 42 days to form a habit and it's as humans it's very difficult for us to break a habit so once we start doing something good like going to the gym and i've noticed this in the past that you know if i'm if i've been working out for a period of time some days i just don't want to do it but it's it's just become such a habit that i actually feel really down if i don't do it and it might only be like a 20 minute quick workout um and obviously the physiological aspect is amazing but the um the habit part of it as well is very very powerful so you know if if we if we sort of if we um are aware of that fact that it's it's only 3 weeks when we start forming a habit and um and and then after 42 days which is 6 weeks it's it's very very difficult to break yeah and i guess you know what it's like i think the even when you were here and we were going to the gym together it was a lot easier to just get into that kind of habit and when one of us um kind of felt like oh no we're not can't be bothered whatever there was the other person there just to kind of be like oh you know what like no let's make it happen and then that was a lot easier to then keep that cycle going for a lot longer um and i think we probably managed but even when i was on holiday then after that i was just going to the gym um yeah building i was just going going to the gym there having a quick workout it felt good it felt good and normally i wouldn't be going to the gym when i'm on holiday but i guess it's when it becomes part of your kind of routine as such you kind of still want to do it um even when you're away um because it's what 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes whatever it's going to be when you're when you can't necessarily have a full workout but um you still still kind of getting it getting it into your into your day um one thing i was just thinking about though in terms of um the addiction side i guess we should kind of steer away from those positive addictions and think a little bit more about why um people go down that route and and what people can do to to get help because do you think there's enough help for people that are addicts and you often see how people kind of in society 
I even think about the word addict, it's always mm. got a negative connotation sent like mm. around it, right? People always think, oh, addict, oh, I don't want to be associated with that word. It, it makes yeah. the yeah. act sound way worse or, or maybe, I don't know, worse or it, it kind of magnifies things a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, just trying to think a bit, a bit about that. I don't I, I, I don't, I honestly don't think so. I think we, um, uh, we've come a long way um, and I think it's getting better and it's the same with mental health and I think addiction is the same. Um, it just gets such a bad name and it's, there's so much stigma attached to it. Um, and this, I was reading somewhere else about this, that, you know, addicts feel bad already. They feel they feel terrible. They are aware of it. Obviously, it's, you know, it's something a lot of us might think, oh, you know, just just snap out of it, you know, just 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 fucking, you know, give it up. Um, what's what's wrong with you kind of thing. And it's I think that the awareness and the understanding and the education can definitely improve. I don't I think they've got enough help available, but because of the stigma attached in society, they probably don't seek enough help um, or um, or come forward with it or talk to enough people just because it, they they fear how badly they're going to be judged and they already feel shit about it. So, you know, they, they don't really want to feel even more worse about it. Where do you think the help should start? Because like, let's say there's some industries where drugs are, are, are kind of more prominent. Um, let's take, I don't know, the, the um, job market in terms of where people are, are hiring and, and recruitment industries. Um, those are always known for, for high consumption of drugs, finance, um, fashion industries. Where do you think the responsibility starts to kind of... Um, give people the support they need does it start at home does it start in the office does it start i don't know i think it starts at home um i think it's it's more it's about education and under people understanding the um the you know the the reason and and the um maybe the history uh, of that person and and why uh, certain people get addicted um, and what causes addiction. Oh, there's another th thing that I read the other day that uh, predisposition in genes um, is, a, is a factor with addiction as well. So, uh, so if someone's got predisposition to addiction in their family, and they've got any kind of um, exposure or any trauma or any kind of broken childhoods that that lead um, to them trying out a substance, then they've got no chance. And you know the, the the predisposition apparently takes seven generations to break. So you know it's it's uh, it, there's so many factors. I think education is is important and just talking about it openly and it's it's like the mental health stigma as well you know there's been so much stigma attached to it for so long that people have just not really um sought help you know so i think 
once it's talked about more openly and and it's it's not just drugs it's so many other things i think that's that's going to change um the landscape not i think not someone taking responsibility and i guess with people who have access to drugs um like those industries that you mentioned that probably will not end anytime soon but i think just generally in the general population with addiction to um to some softer drugs like marijuana and alcohol and tobacco i think that could change and food of course food social media comes into it as well because um you know that's that's also destroying our mental health so it's it's very complex man and you know it's it's um i I'll hope i hope sorry you know, go i'd be curious to know what it's like in uh some of the asian and african countries um whether this is a, a a thing for the western world as such or whether it is um kind of an issue in more places i i don't see drugs as being especially when we go back home to to india i don't think we necessarily see there being mm. a problem as such right i think maybe it's a no, I don't think so. I think they've got they probably don't have time. So that brings up another question about this about the western society. You know, the the third world as we call it is they're so busy with just um surviving. Really people, you know, I've I've still got some friends um back in India who commute 3 hours each way. They pr- get home at 11 and then they're out again at 7 in the morning. you know they've got they've got 8 hours at home where in in that time they have to eat dinner um talk to their family spend time with them whatever sleep and then out of the house again at 7 so they've got no time that is insane i guess there'll be some countries that maybe um a little bit a little bit worse and better um than than us um in in the west as such um i guess it depends where things are grown as well so obviously um what was it opium isn't it in afghanistan oh yeah 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 yep. so i wonder what it's like in in places where things are grown um colombia um for cocaine just just various things where like where things are actually grown whether it's actually an issue in those spaces as well or whether they're literally just just shipping it out um for the consumption in other countries who knows who knows um i yeah. guess if anyone has any um interesting viewpoints or has seen it firsthand or part of me wants to go to these countries as well i know um a few of my friends have gone to uh, colombia they said it was a yeah great great um kind of 10 day period of of traveling around colombia um and just kind of seeing things on the ground obviously i don't think there's a there's a, a drug problem in the same way as um there was when um Pablo Escobar was kind of doing his thing but um yeah so <laughs> yeah I think it might it might still be there I'm not I'm not too sure but um yeah I've heard it's a country and it's it's not as bad as people think it is or the perception um I definitely want to go there I want to learn Spanish yeah could be next on the list man <laughs> yeah And I guess that's a good point to to wrap up there then. Um 
Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you've got any other feedback or, or have any any points that we've um, discussed over that you want to elaborate on a little bit more or have any um, links that you might want to share with us, that'd be uh, very welcomed. And we've also got a guest, hopefully, that we've got on for next week. We will keep you posted with that on our social media. So keep following, keep listening. And thanks again for listening, guys. That's goodbye from London. Thanks for listening, guys. One thing I would just like to add is, um, you know, if you if you are listening um, or if you've listened to this uh, podcast and if you if you think that you need to reach out to someone, I think it's the issue is probably always a lot lot worse in our heads. And I think people are a lot more receptive these days to and open to talk about these things. So so don't feel ashamed if you do have anything like that to talk about. I think there's a lot of help available. So thanks again for listening, guys. And it's goodbye from Perth as well.